welcome to this week's message from a new church. For more information, or if you'd like to contact us, please visit our website, newchurch.nz. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this message. For those of you that don't know, my name's Christy. Um, my husband and I pastor here. I've got four lovely kids and a beautiful daughter-in-law. And hands up if you... <laughs> And I was born in the late 70s. Hands up if you were a child in the 80s. Best era. Best era to be a child, I reckon. There's hardly any of you. Am I super young or old? Anyway, 80s were the best. Um, Fluoro was in. Everything was fluorescent. Perms were cool. I think perms are coming back in. Perms were cool. I had so many perms. My mum was a hairdresser, so... That was the benefit. Um, the 80s were so awesome. There was no smartphone, so you just had to go and make your own fun. And I remember just we came, we knew to come home when it was dinner time, when it started to get dark. So the 80s was awesome. But one thing I loved about the 80s, I remember one of my most favourite gifts was when I got a Walkman, a cassette Walkman. <laughs> You guys won't realise, like, until then you had to listen to music, like, loud and everyone heard it and you got told to turn it down or whatever. But when you had your own Walkman, you put a little cassette tape in. Hands up if you know what a cassette tape is. (laughs) Apparently they're coming back in fashion, like, they're selling for a lot. But just the amazing pleasure of putting your own music on in your Walkman and putting your headphones on and being able to listen to your own music at your own volume, it was so good. And my favourite tape cassettes was Kylie Minogue (laughs) and Amy Grant. And also my dad influenced me to get the Beach Boys. But like most devices today, if you've got a phone and you're watching or listening to something, there was a pause button. And on my Walkman, it was this big chunky button that you had to like push down. But you would use the pause button when you wanted to stop and pay attention to something else. You would use it when you wanted to stop and fully pay attention. And our household can be quite busy at times, um, and a lot of us are just doing our own thing. And I will often, when I'm doing, like, housework or whatever, I'll often listen to a podcast with, like, little earbuds in, or I'll watch a movie or a TV show while I'm doing things. And um, the kids probably get a bit frustrated with me. Man, this is creaky. The kids probably get a bit frustrated with me, <laughs> but if they want my attention, I will usually firstly keep stuff playing with my earphones on and say, what was that, pardon? And that's when I sort of give a little bit of attention. If I'm really kind and really want to focus, I may take like one of the earbuds out while it's still playing and like have a chat. But if I really want to give people my full attention, what will I push? <laughs> the pause button. I will literally pause from what I'm doing and I will um, give full focus to whatever they wanted to talk to me about. And this morning, that's what I want to talk about. As we enter a fresh year, and yes, March is when Northland starts their year because we've just been on holiday till now. As we enter this fresh year, I really want to remind us all of the importance of pausing, the pause button in our life. And I'm not talking about pausing for rests or breaks. That's cool, though. I'm talking about pausing to listen and inquire of God regularly throughout this year. 
And I so believe, church, if we can get this habit going strong, maybe you've been awesome at this in the past, but if we can revive the practice of pausing regularly to inquire of God, you are going to see some amazing things happen this year. I'm really excited. So, you know, as believers, the Holy Spirit is often talking to you. Even if you don't know God, do you know that he loves you and he wants to know you? He is regularly talking to you, but we just, we drown out his voice with other things. We fill our lives with so much noise, and um, maybe you pause in the morning when you read your Bible, but apart from that, you go about your day. You go about your thing that you're doing. Maybe you pause if there's like a big decision, but apart from that, you just sort of focus back into what you're doing. It's like me with my headphones on and something going. I just... I'm so busy and engrossed in that that I only pause just for a little moment when I really need to. But I wonder how often as believers if we regularly pulled those metaphorical headphones off and just checked in and just say, hey God, do you want to say something to me? I wonder how often we would hear him speak to us. And um, he loves to journey through life with us but we so often get distracted and so often get consumed. And honestly, I I feel so excited for you guys. We love you so much, and I'm so excited. I hear the journeys you go on. I hear what God's doing, and I really am excited to see what God does if we all start to put into practice pausing more to hear his voice. I really believe some of you have amazing, like, things God wants you to do people he wants you to talk to, creative ideas he wants to like start to make you aware of in your life. A lot of you guys have amazing giftings that are just sitting there dormant that he wants to awaken in your life. And as you start to pause regularly and inquire of God, I think you're going to be blown away at the ideas and the creative strategies and the giftings he starts to revive in your life. And just the people that you notice that have always been there, but God has an amazing opportunity for you with them. So who is ready? Who's ready to have just a newness about this year and how we hear God? I am. I'm really ready. So instead of going through points this morning about how we can pause or tips, we're going to just look at a few different people in the Bible and how God spoke to them as they listened or inquired of God, as they paused. And um, I really hope that you'll be impacted through them. But before we start, I'm going to be really mean, and I'm going to say, let's put away our phones. There's no Bible notes, (laughs) and you won't be distracted to do your online shopping. Unless you're taking notes on your phone, put it away. You don't need to text someone or check Instagram. I think it's so important when we come in the house of God to say, God, I'm giving you this time. I want to hear from you. And do you know that God can speak to you through a dry, boring preacher? God can speak to you in a lame song you don't find interesting. It's all about your heart. So as we come here and say, God, I want to hear from you, he can speak to you through the most amazing little thing, a little thing that's mentioned or a verse. So let's put away our phones and let's pray together and let's be excited excited for what God's going to do. So Father, we come to you at the start of our week. We put aside our distractions. I thank you that these people here have actually put aside some time this morning and said, at the start of my week, I want to put you first. And Lord, we want to put you first right now as we read your word. Father, I pray that you'd make it alive to each of us. You are so amazing. You can speak different things to all of us through the same verse. We just want to say, Holy Spirit, welcome. We want to have ears to hear. 
May we walk away, like Mitch said, changed this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Yay, you guys are focused. I love it. So we're going to start with Samuel first this morning. And if you've never read the book of Samuel, I really want to encourage you to read it. First Samuel chapter 1, start there. And Samuel is a beautiful story. Um, It starts with his mother, Hannah. And she was unable to have children, and she was so distressed by this. And she actually made a promise to God that if you gave me a son, I would dedicate him to you. I would lend him to you. And it's, man, it's heartbreaking because she did have a child. She became pregnant and had a son. But once he was weaned, I remember as a little girl reading this story, she lent him to the Lord. And he went and lived with the priest, Eli. And I can't imagine letting one of my children, when they're weaned, just going away to the temple to serve. But she kept her promise. And so Eli had sons, and they gave the offering to God, but they were evil. And Eli actually rebuked his kids, but they didn't listen to him. And we're going to pick it up in 1 Samuel 3, 1 to 11. The Lord called Samuel. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord in the presence of Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no frequent vision at that time. Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his own place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel, and he said, Here I am, and ran to Eli. And he said, Here I am, for you called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Lie down again. So he went and lay down, and the Lord called again, Samuel. And Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. But he said, I didn't call you, my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time, and he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy, Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, go, lie down. You shall say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place, and the Lord came and stood, calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, speak, for your servant hears. And then it goes on to say what the Lord said to Samuel. But I love this passage. Samuel was a young boy. He had an open heart to God, but he'd never heard God speak to him. He didn't know what God's voice sounded like. And he was super confused, and he kept going to Eli. And I feel sorry for Eli, just keeping on getting woken up. But good, like, props to Eli. He realized that God was trying to speak to Samuel. And so he discipled him. He taught him how to hear God. And isn't that a cool thing for each of us? If you're experienced in hearing God... Man, how about you encourage someone else, someone younger that has never learned how and encourage them in how to hear God. But the most beautiful moment is when Samuel wakes and one of the words he says, speak for your servant hears. He didn't respond with, oh, why are you waking me up again, God? I need to get my eight hours sleep. Or he didn't respond with, I'm, I'm so inexperienced. I'm so young. Why not give this really important message to you know, Eli, the priest, he just said simply, humbly speak for your servant hears. And I want to encourage each of you, how often do you say that in your day? How often do you say that in your week? How often do we stop and just in the middle of the day say, Lord, speak, your servant's listening. 
You may not hear anything back, but imagine if you did. Imagine if you've been missing God's voice speaking to you. And I think sometimes we think if God wants to speak to us, he's going to send a massive lightning bolt. But sometimes when you pause and inquire of God, I think you'll be surprised at what you hear. So for the past few weeks, that's a phrase that's just kept coming to my heart, is speak, God, your servant's listening. I remember Simon wrote a really cool song. It's quite beautiful. That is that story of Samuel saying, speak, God, your servant is listening. And I just want to challenge you to start practicing that, practicing that throughout the day. Maybe you walk into the supermarket, and before you go in, I started to do this more regularly, and just, Lord, if there's someone you want me to talk to, I just want to be ready to hear you. Maybe when you're at, before you go into work or just before you start your day, say, speak, Lord, your servant's listening. Because you never know who you're going to bump into. You never know who you may meet. You never know what God might actually say to you, especially during like the mundane, everyday stuff. So, yeah, first person, Samuel, he paused and then he said, God, I'm listening. And I want to encourage you. When was the last time you paused and invited him into your day? So Samuel's awesome, awesome example of someone. God was actually speaking, and he just didn't know it was him. But the next person I want to talk about is Moses. Who loves Moses? Moses. Okay. Um, Simon, I have loved your recent series on work. Who's enjoyed that cool series? Who's found it real practical for their jobs? So good, eh? I love that. I love that you prophetically like seek God beforehand and get a word on your heart and share it. And it's been cool hearing the stories um, and of just people going about their ordinary day. And you mentioned Moses. Simon mentioned Moses. So we're going to read about Moses in Exodus 3, 1 to 7, the burning bush. Now Moses was keeping the flock of, of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian, and he led his flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out in the midst of a bush. He looked and behold, the bush was burning, yet it was not consumed. And Moses said, I will turn aside to see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. When the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. And then he said, do not come near. Take the sandals off your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. And he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord said, and it goes on to what God said, And it's really important what he says. But we're reminded here that God meets you in the everyday, ordinary part of your day. And Moses was just shepherding the flock and he came across a bush, a bush that was burning. God could have like turned up in something grander, but he turned up in a bush. And bushes are just the most unlikely thing, but it was in the middle of his day-to-day life. And um, strangely, when Simon and I were in Israel, we actually saw a burning bush. (laughs) We didn't even stop to inquire if it was God speaking to us. It was just this bush burning outside of a shopping centre. I remember thinking, why is no one like ringing the fire brigade? But it was just normal there. It's hot. Things catch on fire. But I've seen a burning bush. But sometimes God turns up in the ordinary. And I think we can totally miss him. We're waiting for those big, amazing moments. But I've found in my life often it's in the everyday, day-to-day ordinary that God turns up. 
But I think the most interesting thing about Moses and the burning bush is God didn't actually reveal to Moses that it was him until he paused and he turned aside. And I think that's a powerful thing to note. When Moses investigated, God then revealed himself. And you could almost say that God waited till Moses paused. And I love that scripture, Exodus 3, 4, when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses, and he said, here I am. And Matthew Henry, the famous commentator, says, if Moses had carelessly neglected the burning bush as a thing not worth taking notice of, it is probable that God would have departed and said nothing to him. That's crazy to think that that could be possible. But when he turned aside, God called to him. Pausing, turning aside, maybe just bending your ear, listening. Like, not everyone does it, but imagine if we started to do that more. If we started to just pause and turn aside. I wonder if we do that more, what could happen with each of us this year? I think... So many of us, and I'm totally including myself as an emotional woman. Simon's had a bit of a rough week this week. I've been very emotional this week. Um, As an emotional woman, and I'm sure you guys get emotional, but we can be so led by our emotions. Our week can be filled with us focused on our problems, with things that are going on, with distractions, um, just our thoughts, our inadequacies. I think we can so often miss the fact that God may just be wanting to catch our attention, but we're so zoned in. It's like we've got those headphones on. We're so zoned in on what's happening in our life. And God waited till Moses turned aside to investigate. And I wonder what would happen if we fully started pausing more just to inquire regularly throughout the day what would happen. Because he so wants to talk to you. He so wants to commune with you. He's just waiting. He's just like burning on the side in a bush, seeing if you'll notice. He's waiting. So the examples could go on and on throughout the Bible. I love, like Simon mentioned in the work series, there's ordinary women, guys doing their jobs. Just so many examples of people going about their every day and they encounter God. But the last one that I love is Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. I love the story. Because Philip is learning to just hear the voice of the Holy Spirit regularly, but he changed his plans. So let's read that in Acts 8, 26 to 38. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, rise up and go toward the south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert place. And he rose and went. And there was an Ethiopian, a eunuch, a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure. She had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning, seated in his chariot, and he was reading the prophet Isaiah. And then the Spirit said to Philip, I love how he's just continually hearing what God's saying. Go over and join this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and asked, do you understand what you're reading? And he said, how can I unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now the passage of the scripture that he was reading was this, like a sheep he was led to the slaughter, and like a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. And the eunuch said to Philip, about whom, I ask you, does the prophet say this, about himself or about someone else? 
Then Philip opened his mouth, and beginning with the scriptures, he told him the good news about Jesus. And as they were going along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What prevents me from being baptized? And he commanded the chariot to stop, and they both went down into the water, Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. I love this passage. I think I love it because Philip heard God was directing him to go somewhere, and he came across this man, and the Spirit told him what to say, and then they saw water. It's like such a cool progression of things that happened. But I think what's so amazing, and he met this guy, like it's so amazing, but it didn't logically make sense for the church to be sending Philip down a desert road to Gaza. It didn't make sense for him to do that, to preach the gospel. But God led him down this place that didn't seem to make sense where this one guy was, but something amazing happened. And we still don't know today the impact of him talking to the eunuch. Like, it's, people think that the eunuch went back and, and started a church back in Ethiopia. We don't know the influence on Africa from this one little conversation that Philip had with this guy, just pausing, hearing, and going about what God told him to do. It's amazing. The, the fields were ripe for harvest. The eunuch was ready, but there was no one to share with him. But Philip was there, and he heard what God was saying. Philip heard God's direction. I love that passage. And I just want to encourage you, like, I think a lot of people hear that um, people are not interested in God anymore, but it's actually astounding that people are so hungry to hear about God today. Um, There was a Barna research done last year in October. Listen to this. 74% of US adults say they want to grow spiritually. 77% said they believe in a higher power. Nearly half of all surveyed say they are now more open to God than before the pandemic. And one of the greatest hungers is coming from the rising generation of young people. People are hungry. And guess what else is on the rise today, though? There's hungry people, but guess what else is on the rise? Us being distracted, us isolating ourselves, and just us being too busy. And I think as believers, it's a real challenge. Like, we're so distracted, we're so isolated. And just imagine if we cut out the noise in our life, just imagine if we started to really make room and pause throughout our days just to seek God and live day to day like that. Give your ear to God as you go about your day. Imagine, dream as to what could happen. Are you guys awake this morning? (laughs) Are you finding it hard not having your phones to check? I'll let you have them soon. I just want to challenge you all, imagine if like Samuel, you realise that God has been talking to you. Imagine if you start to recognise his voice. Imagine if he started to wake you in the night and speak things to you. Imagine if like Moses, you actually realise there was moments where you feel God's presence and you start to investigate and God starts to talk to you. Imagine if you pause enough for that to happen. Imagine if like Philip, you paused enough and your eyes were open to people that want help, they want to understand, they've got questions, and you actually were led there and you could speak to them. Like imagine if that started to happen. Samuel paused from sleeping to seek God. Moses paused during his day-to-day job to inquire of what God was saying. And Philip paused his plans of where he was going and he allowed God to lead him. And I love those examples. There's so many more, but I think 
It just takes pausing and inquiring of God. And so I want to finish by reading Matthew 9, 35 to 38. And the band can come up. That'll be awesome. The harvest is plentiful and the labors are few. Let's read this. And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming to the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And I used to get super overwhelmed by this verse. I used to think that I had to go out and find these people that need Jesus. But when you actually look at that verse, it says that there are so, the harvest is plentiful. It's everywhere. The problem is not finding them. It's the harvesters that are few. The harvesters, there's a shortage and I think as you commit to pausing more, listening to, for God's voice, God's going to put people in your path. The conversations you're going to have, the doors that will be opened, the, the ideas and inspiration, the, the gifts that will rise up in you will astound you. But I think it just takes pausing a bit more. And um, man, it's such a powerful commitment to make. I think God is so on the move right now, and he's just looking for people that are willing and ready to be available. And um, just that phrase, yes, Lord, your servant is listening, is a powerful one to say. But actually, I think we're going to sing, we want to make room for you to move, God. As I was singing that this morning, I was like, this is a really big thing for me to be singing. Do you guys ever think about what you're singing and think, do I really want to sing this? Because when we make room for God to move, it might get uncomfortable. It might mean that you get woken up in the night or God leads you to talk to someone. It might mean that your plans that you've been planning all along get changed. But man, it's so exciting. There's nothing like the thrill of knowing that you are hearing God and you're moving with how he's directing you. It's so powerful. And generations are changed when we do that. I know I've told my story before of how generations, my mother was saved through a friend that talked to her, through a neighbour that talked to that lady. It's just amazing the generations that get changed through people being open to God. Yes, Lord, your servant is listening. Do you guys dare to believe that communities could be changed just because you chose to pause and listen a bit more? Nations could be changed. Generations of families could be changed just because you chose to pause and listen. I love to pray for us. And then I would love it if, as we sing this song, you want to just respond and just make like whether you want to come forward or just sing with all your heart and really respond to God this morning. That Father, I want this year, I want to be someone who pauses regularly. And just think about those earphones in your head and that the loud music of life going. We all have plans this year, we all have goals, we all have things we want to do, places we want to go. I'm very organised sometimes with my day, but just saying, Lord, I want to allow you to interrupt my day and I want to bend my ear towards you. 
more than I bend my ear towards my own plans. So let's stand. I'd love to pray for you. And then I'd love you to sing this song with all your heart. And if you want to respond up the front, please do. It's quite powerful when you move out of your seat and you come and just respond and say, Lord, today I'm making a commitment. But let's pray. Let's raise our hands if you feel comfortable doing that. Father, I thank you that you want to speak to us more than we probably want to hear you. But Lord, so often our ears are full with our own noise. And Lord, may we start this year with a fresh hunger to hear your voice, to pause, to turn aside. And Lord, I pray for every person here this morning whether they know you or not, that they would start to discover you, Lord, in the most unlikely places as they're maybe reading your word or talking to someone or worshipping or just in nature, that you would start to speak to them. Father, I pray you would awaken our sleepy souls. Lord, forgive us when we've been lazy and self-obsessed. Lord, may our eyes get back on the harvest. And may our eyes get back on you and our ears turn back towards you, Father. We want to be a people that hears your voice. We don't want to have ears that are deaf. We want to have ears that are open. Father, we come to you today. We give you permission to make us uncomfortable because you care about the lost more than us. And you are calling out for more harvesters. This morning, we put our hand up. And say, I will be a harvester. I will be a harvester, Lord. Teach me how. Allow me to hear you more clearly. And I'm excited to partner with you in the plan you have for families and cities and nations. I turn my ear back towards you and I say, here I am. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So let's worship and pray this morning. Bless you guys. You can get your phones out after we've worshipped. But I really encourage you, if you want to make this a real, like, stake in the ground morning, come forward. And um, I'm excited. I want to hear your stories throughout this year of what happens as you pause more and you seek God more. And you're going to be amazed at what God does. So let's worship. so much for listening. We hope it was an encouragement to you. To contact us or to find out what's happening at our church, please check out our website, renewchurch.nz.